Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this eighth edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we'll visit with some of the folks of Monmouth's student-run radio station. That's WPFS-FM, Proud Fighting Scotch Radio. There's celebrating College Radio Day on October 6th. A decade, the best in local college radio has been broadcast from the top of Wallace Hall. Broadcasting at 105.9 on the FM dial as well as online, Monmouth College's student-run WFPS broadcasts a diverse style of music and topics from their studios on the third floor of Wallace Hall. Student-run radio dates back almost six decades at Monmouth College, and WPFS has been on the air since 2014. On October 6th, WPFS will be one of the many student-run radio stations around the country that will celebrate College Radio Day. You can celebrate with the staff online if you're not in the Maple City and able to dial up WPFS over a terrestrial radio. Just point your browser to wpfsradio.caster.fm. You can also stream the station through the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash WPFS. Communication studies professor and student media advisor Chris Goebel helps run WPFS. That's a job he's had for nearly two decades at the college. This year's station manager is, for the second consecutive school year, Jan Abel. She's a senior from nearby Knox County. As Chris says, College Radio Day is an annual reminder of not just the power and uniqueness of college radio, but also the birth of WPFS. Right. So, yeah, uh, not only is uh, this Friday the yearly uh, College Radio Day, International College Radio Day, we also just as of a couple days ago celebrated uh, the ninth anniversary of actually coming on the airs WPFS, you know, because mom has had a radio station, you know, since the 60s. But, you know, nine years ago, we marked actually becoming a licensed low power FM with the FCC. So we're actually we're broadcasting. So that opened up a whole new um, audience and particularly basically like the local audience who could find us, you know, and listen to what uh, our college radio can offer, uh, which is, you know, a wide variety of uh, different shows from students uh, that you wouldn't really hear anywhere else. So this is your 19th year that you've been involved with college radio at Monmouth College. Take us back before 2014. What kind of radio were you advising here at at the college? And what's what's the biggest difference now? I think uh, before that, it was streaming and then just running through what was campus cable then. Um, so really the audience was pretty limited unless people went right out and found it or knew what the link was to listen to it or might be channel surfing. I think the switch over to doing the low power FM really opened up um, a wider community to be able to listen um, and I think for the students, it opened up a different way to think about this. 
the realization that, you know, there might be people listening beyond just maybe the couple of friends that they told to go turn the television set on to, uh, it was channel 14, I think, where it was at, or to like go to the link. It opened up the fact that really anybody could be listening and there was a broader audience that you hopefully would think about um, when you're trying to, you know, create a show that would be interesting to them. When you run an FM station, it's a low-power uh, FM station, What are how's it different? What are the responsibilities that you have? How, how is that different from just having a cable channel? I think we were purely streaming. They could kind of do whatever they wanted and say whatever they wanted. When you flip the switch and go with something that's uh, underneath the FCC's auspices, basically, one, they have to start both censoring themselves and the music to at least radio friendly. Um, don't tell them what type of music, but you just have to, you know, not basically not have curse words or anything too crazy, both in the music and what they say. And then also you have some of the other public service uh uh, things that you have to do like we have to have uh, an emergency alert system set up um, there'll actually be a national test here uh, in another day that i have to pay attention to so there's some of those regulations uh, but you know it, it it i think it mainly creates a different environment of it being a wider broader audience for them uh, that hopefully they think about <laughs> when they're creating the show and actually care about and provide stuff that would uh impact not just them not be interesting to them but interesting to others jan you're the station manager here for the second year w pfs this year for college radio day there's a new figure who's emerged on campus tell us a little bit about him yeah so we got the opportunity to do some like advertising for college radio day we were selected as a group of colleges and so our social media manager uh charlie conkle who's a senior was like you know what i'm gonna put on a superhero outfit and he has become monmouth man who is going to know you know what people's favorite music is what do they listen to uh and his kryptonite as Knox. The fact that you have a Monmouth man this year, I guess, raises a little bit of the profile of the, the station. Uh, it, it, it's pretty popular among students. Students l- listen to Proud Fighting Scots Radio. Yeah, I think there's a really good, the fact that we stream, like Chris said, it's been really nice to be able to get not only students, but family members, because you don't have to just be in Monmouth now to listen to your students on the radio. How did you get pulled into the radio station? This is your fourth year working for it. Is radio something you've always wanted to do? No, actually. I had, you know, I came into college in 2020, and I think Daniel Ott was my advisor coming into college. And he's like, well, we have this radio workshop. And I'm like, well, why not? And I just kind of signed up on a whim. And now, like, you know, things have changed. I want to work in radio. I want to do broadcasting. And it started here. As station manager, talk a little bit about your responsibilities. What sort of things do you do at the radio station? Yeah, so I oversee the radio exec board. So everything that goes on with the station, I know at least a little bit about. Uh, I make the schedule for the year. So where your show is, what time it is. And then I'm the one who does all of the like calculating the hours and sending that over to Chris for grading. You're listening to Mammoth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to Mama's senior Jan Abel. She's the station manager at Mama's student-run radio station, WPFS. We're also 
talking to communication studies professor and student media advisor Chris Goebel. He's been overseeing Mama's student-run radio station for nearly 20 years. Before we get back to my conversation with them, a reminder that Homecoming Weekend 2023 will feature three great concerts, all of which are free and open to the public. The first concert will be at 7 o'clock in the evening on Friday, October 6th. That will feature 2012 Monmouth graduate Ross Clayton. He's a recent and successful contestant on NBC's television program, The Voice. Clayton, who was an all-Midwest conference baseball player for the Fighting Scots during his four years as a student under the name of Ross Donnan, will sing at 7 in the evening in the Cash Performance Hall of Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. Then at 7.30 in the evening on Saturday, October 7th, the Mammoth Chorale, Chamber Choir, and Concert Choir, under the direction of music faculty member Thomas Clark, with Soli Lee Clark as an accompanist, will present Music of the Heartland. That concert will feature selections from the soaringly beautiful South Dakota Shadow Suite by American composer Jackson Berkey. Then at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, October 8th, Soli Lee Clark will present an organ recital featuring the music of William Byrd, George Friedrich Handel, and Franz Liszt. That concert will rechristen the chapel's Ardell organ, which underwent a recent major renovation. And after the concert, there will be a discussion of the renovation project. For more information about all three concerts, just go to the Monmouth College calendar, monmouthcollege.edu slash calendar. Now let's get back to my conversation with Jan Abel and Chris Goebel of WPFS Radio. In addition to providing alternative music to the Warren County Airwaves, Chris says that WPFS Radio also gives Monmouth students some valuable resume-building experiences. It certainly helps with their career. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 you know, most people aren't necessarily going to go in and do radio. But, I mean, I think it uh, allows students a moment uh, and a place to think about someone other than themselves, to think about an audience, and to try to create something that points towards that audience. Um, And then it's also just a great opportunity to, like, learn in what is generally a non-threatening way, with no one right in front of you on a microphone, to speak and to try to meaningfully communicate uh, whether it's a small idea of what the song just was or whether it's something larger where we have a number of students who talk and just do uh, talk shows about whatever it is, uh, you know, getting that opportunity to figure out how to present something uh, to someone else in a meaningful way that will be entertaining, I think is an important lesson for everyone. Um, and the safety of the microphone can really help uh, them uh, get over that fear of like an audience because uh, you can kind of pretend the audience isn't there, even though it potentially could be a larger audience than what you might see in like a classroom. Are you surprised at all how maybe students change or evolve or their personalities that come out once they get behind the microphone? You know, I, I, I think it does happen for some, um, you know, and particularly those who I really don't think would sit there and just talk, 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 or what they would choose to talk about, um, that all of a sudden they've devised a show and done, you know, a show on it. I mean, I know, uh, 
numerous times they featured on Ryan Bowman, who's doing it again this semester, comes to mind because last year he did his whole show on Linda Ronstadt. And then I see, and he's a theater student. So obviously the performance thing makes sense, but this like intensity of how much time and effort he puts into the radio show last time with Linda Ronstadt. And now this time he's doing his whole show on traditional Japanese theater, um, basically talking about traditional Japanese theater. Um, I never would have thought to do that. Uh, so it's sometimes the interesting ideas that students can have that's, um, you know, uh, surprising. And then, um, just that change in willingness to actually start to talk. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's some students that go the whole semester, not talking much, but then some that actually do end up start actually getting into it and, uh, <laughs> they have more fun and it is fun when you start to try to do something that you're interested in and that you find other people are interested in. And what's great about proud finding Scott's radios, any student can be involved. You don't have to be a communication studies major. Yeah. I mean, absolutely anyone. And you know, some of the people who've done like crazy interesting shows, Ryan is one of the examples, but then there's been others, you know, aren't even really interested in doing this. They're just here doing it because it's fun. Um, and yeah, you can earn a little bit of credit, uh, but then also get all this other like experience that can open you up, uh, you know, in whatever your career might be. And the reality is everybody has a freaking podcast. So coming and doing this, you know, once you become that leader in your field, whatever it is, you've already had some experience doing this. So you can jump in and, you know, do this podcast and not, you know, sound, you know, really really terrible. Like some, you know, you know, not, not sound like you don't know what you're doing. Like, you know, there's thousands of podcasts out there, you know, and some are good, some are okay. And some obviously sound like people who've never sat in front of a microphone before. Uh, you know, and that has, a, that's a very weird connection, but the reality is, you know, the need to be able to speak to people, the potential of being needing to be able to speak in microphone and in front of camera is big, at least a reasonable thought in almost anything uh, that you might end up doing. One of the things I think is neat about the BPFS is a lot of ways it's a microcosm for college radio. And what I mean by that is the diversity that you find in the station here, but also in college radio itself. That's one of its strengths is diversity. Yeah, I mean, college radio is that last place in, in most communities. There are pockets of independent stations, but in most communities, we're talking about corporate radio. And corporate radio relies on having this big overarching umbrella that feeds the content um, to save money to remain you know financially stable uh, but in college radio that's not necessarily the big issue uh, what you end up is people trying things uh, showing artists that might never be on the air uh, or might not get much radio play anywhere. This is a place where they can uh, get like a, a you know, a, a nice little shout out, get their music played or get on our show. We're just relaunching the uh, backstage pass that we did for a number of years and COVID sort of derailed us and we're finally getting back to it. And we, uh, we just did our first episode and it's going to premiere on college radio day as well. And it's with a, a guy, who lives in Mexico. He was a professor, uh, Sojourner Smythe is his name, and he does this kind of interesting folksy 
uh, I can't really put a pin on what his music is like, uh, but it's just kind of this interesting uh, music that would knock it. No regular mainstream radio station is ever going to play this, but we talked to him and we're going to play three of his songs and, you know, give him some exposure, which is a big place where college radio kind of lives um, as this role of being a place where music and people who might not ever have a voice can have a voice. You mentioned podcasts earlier, the growth of podcasts. Of course, they're immensely popular. This is a podcast, but it seems, though, that podcasts have limitations. You know, I was reading that Spotify has, I think, spent over $2 billion in developing their podcasts, and it's still not been a very viable financial model for them. I'm wondering if maybe part of the reason for that is, is that while podcasts are convenient and they're certainly diverse, you can listen about any topic and under the sun on a podcast and they're not regulated by the FCC. There's just something different when you dial up a radio station, even if you stream it online and you know it's live. Yeah, there there is something different. There's something about live and I'll add another L to it local that is missing almost everywhere else. It's missing in corporate radio. It's missing in most podcasts that I think is where radio and the audio medium really does have its strength is being these things, whether it's information or music or what's going on around you or the personalities for that one specific area that you can connect to, uh, that become a part of like your life, that area, that place. I mean, I just think about the two stations that are reasonably close to here, the one here in town, and then the one that's a little bit north of here in Alito. Uh, those people who are on that station, those communities know. I think where I grew up, the people on the station that I first worked at in high school, the morning guy, everybody knew. You know, he was a part of the community. He was a voice that everyone trusted. And I think you lose that. That's not a part of what the niche of podcasting is and what the broad corporate radio gives. And it's that real hole that's missing, you know, most everywhere. You know, we just happen to live in a community that not only has a college station, but has, you know, a local station, a couple local stations that do that um, around here. And most areas don't have that. Um, and it's sad because you're really missing something uh, that Ashley's radio strength. And eventually it's going to catch up. I think it's catching up now. I think the whole podcast model is not exactly making money like they thought it would because it's very niche, uh, you know, outside of a few big ones. Um, it's very niche in its appeal and hard to find exactly find, you know, advertising. Even ones you would think would be big tend to be pretty small um, um, in their niche, even when they have like national personalities. I mean, one I listen to is a uh, Tony Kornheiser show. He's long time on Pardon the interruption on ESPN. He has his own podcast, but it's very much, even though he's talking national sports, it still very much acknowledges the Washington, D.C. area where he lives. Um, and, you know, even though it has a reasonably national audience, it still very much feels like he's doing this podcast as if he was on Washington radio. Um, and I think that's, you know, where both college radio and real local radio um, lives and where the model of corporate radio, even though still financially okay, um, has a, what I think is a reckoning coming in eventually that music isn't a commodity you can sell anymore. And if you don't have like local personalities, you're missing the other thing that's important here. So what do you have left? Um, not much. <laughs> 
Jan, you recently got some pretty good news. You were named essentially one of the top college radio journalists in the country. Tell us about the honor and award that you received. Yeah, so it's actually through the same people who do the College Radio Day celebrations. Um, Chris reached out to me in February, I think, and was like, hey, they're putting on this scholarship. I think you should apply. So I filled out my application. Chris wrote me a letter of recommendation. And I think a month later, I heard back that I was named one of the five Next Step Radio Scholars. It was like their first year ever doing it. Um, I was up there alongside DJs from UCLA and other really prominent schools with radio departments. So that was really cool. And it was also cool to me because there was actually three girls on the list and radio has always been a very like male dominated industry. I was looking through old photos of the college station with Chris and I'm like, there's three girls again. There's four girls again. (laughs) But it's just it's very cool to see, especially with the career I want to have. Talk a little bit about your career. You graduate in May of 2024, and where's life going to take you after Monmouth? Yeah, so uh, one of the requirements for a public relations and communications major is that you have to do an internship. And so I was able to intern with the Gelsberg Broadcasting Company, which is like where I'm from. And so I was able to work with them one summer, and then this summer I went back and did, you know, actual work. I was on air with them. And so I think local radio like that is where I'm headed next. That's Jan Abel. She's a Mama Senior and the station manager for WPFS Radio, Mama's student-run Proud Fighting Scots Radio. You also heard from communication studies professor and student media advisor Chris Goebel. They're two of the folks at WPFS-FM who will be celebrating College Radio Day. You can help them celebrate College Radio Day on October 6th or really any day by dialing up 105.9 on your FM dial. Or if you're not in the vicinity of the Maple City, you can check out WPFS online by pointing your browser to wpfsradio.caster.fm. You can also stream it through the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu, WPFS. And that's a wrap on this eighth episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.